All right, we're back with another episode of 132 Breeze Podcast. This is Marlo, and I think the Cubs are still scoring on the Sox right now, Casey. <laughs> it's been a terrible weekend here on the north side. Actually, the Sox did pick up this past game, but uh, Friday and Saturday were, were pretty much a slaughter. High-scoring um, affairs. Yeah, high-scoring affairs in the uh, Red Line series. So... Um, but that was pretty much, you know, what I did is, is watch the White Sox just continue, well, to continue to lose, but did get our 10th win of the season today yeah. on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to the all the Sox fans out there. Yeah. Do you remember when I tweeted uh, at you, I think it was after three or four games in, in the season and there were like yes. three or four undefeated teams. It was the Brewers, the White Sox. And yep. I don't, like the Diamondbacks and something. Yeah, else. that was their. That was four of the ten wins they have, right? I believe <laughs> yeah, at the time. Yeah, they, <laughs> so. since, yeah since then they're, they're six and twenty-seven. So that's not. It's not great. No, not good. Okay. Double digits now, so we're on a roll. I did see that. Uh, Javi Baez had quite the slide though, uh, for the for the Cubs. This has Javi being Javi, always showboating. Uh, yeah. Oh, always, always going that extra step to, you know, have the flair, I guess. But that was that was pretty impressive slide. That was pretty neat to see. Uh, so it's not, doesn't sound like a good weekend. Not a very fun weekend for you. No, no, it was you know crappy weather, uh, crappy baseball. But you know made the best of it. Made the best of it today. Uh, with the Mother's Day. How was your your weekend? Oh, it was uh, pretty good. It was, we celebrated. Uh, my wife and I celebrated our sixth anniversary, and I still haven't decided right. if I. Yeah, very exciting. Um, I'm still not sure if I'm a genius or an idiot because, so let me take a step back. Okay. Uh, we A couple weeks ago we talked, it was my wife, wife's birthday. Uh, her birthday is in the end of April. Uh, then we got married early May and Mother's Day is uh, obviously early May. So yep. right in a row, I get all of the gift, you know, days that you know we need to have gifts and plan events and things right in a row so is am i a genius for doing it this way or an idiot because i have like three gift giving things in a row and i am the world's worst gift giver <laughs> do you give three gifts or do you do one of these like big grand gifts for all three or two I, combined or something of that nature it's it's kind of changed every year this year i i did two gifts i did a birthday gift and then a mother's day gift and then kind of the anniversary since they were so close it was mm -hmm. just a day off um yeah. I, I did See, i did that i think because of that and you're a genius because you can That's, switch it up you'd be like hey i'm gonna do three gifts this year or hey i'm gonna do yeah. one yeah you get you get just this one but yeah, it is, it is kind of nice. If the birthday gift is a dud, I have an immediate mm -hmm. makeup like a week or two later. So yeah, so that is fair. true. So, But the gift, I, I have a notepad uh, on my phone that's just gift ideas for my wife. <laughs> it was, it's, it's pretty bare right now. So I have, <laughs> I guess I have 11 months or until yeah. Christmas, I guess, but to recharge that list because it is now bare. <laughs> yeah, got to start putting some more bullets in that chamber. Yep. So, uh, yeah, like he, like we talked about, it is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the uh, mother, at least our mothers. Again, probably two of our most loyal listeners. Uh, yeah. Maybe the only two. Not sure. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Yeah. Shout out. Yep. Shout out to all the mothers. Shout out to my mom um, and my wife uh, for being mothers. 
And all the mother listeners out there, hope you're doing your thing. So you said you were watching baseball on Mother's Day. Yeah, well, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I turned on the uh, a little bit of the Cubs-White Sox game. I was waiting for the basketball game to start. And uh, well, let me just ask a question. Where do you stand on all the pink in the baseball <laughs> games? They had hat, the hats yep. were pink, sleeves were pink, bats were pink, bats cleats were pink. pink. Yep. How do you how do you feel about this? Um, or how does I mean, it how does it play nice, to you? I think it's a nice gesture. I you know I get the the symbolism and and doing it on Mother's Day. Uh, I get all that. It's a I I agree with you. It could be a little much. Like I feel like they should pick one. Like it should either be hats, shoes, gloves, mm-hmm. bats. I like the bats though. I do like the pink bats. I will say that. Um, but yeah, it is a little much. Yeah, I think it's. The sleeves, I think, is what got me this year because it was so cold and it's just the mm-hmm. bright pink sleeves. But in baseball, it's fine. It's one day. We get it. What bothers me is the NFL where it's a whole month <laughs> of the pink. In a four-month season, that's that's brutal. So I think baseball does it all right. Uh, but here in uh, in Brewers land, uh, the pink bats hold extra sway. And I just rem- I have this very vivid memory of Bill Hall hitting a, home, a walk-off home run with the pink bat, and then he dedicated the bat or the ball to his mom, and it was like a big thing. So in my memory, like Bill Hall just like owns Mother's Day. Like he had multiple game-winning hits. He had huge like four for five days, and, and this is how I remembered it. So I was preparing to talk about this for the podcast. So I went back and mm-hmm. I looked it up. He went one for five in the game, hit the walk-off home run, and I don't know if he ever played another Mother's Day since. So I made up this whole Bill Hall. I mean, he had the one moment, which was awesome and is burning my memory. But yeah, and you ruined it by looking it up. I ruined it. Now he's you know he just had that one moment, and I thought he was like Mister Mother's Day or something. <laughs> Mister Mother's he, Day. He is. He is not. It's so baseball. Yes, but uh, the Brewers are. The team of Mother's Day. Did you know this? I didn't know this. No. Uh, so they entered the afternoon today's game uh, with an all-time record of thirty-two and nineteen, and they won today. So another thirty-three. So baseball. Such a baseball. Style. I know. Base. This is one of the best <laughs> in my baseball. Thirty-three and nineteen on Mother's Day, which is the best in the majors. So congratulations, Brewers. Congratulations, Mom of Brewers. We really, uh, yeah, really played for you. Conversely, though, Marlo. Conversely, they should petition to have more Mother's Day. More Mother's the Days. They would. Yeah. You know, maybe win something. Right. But on Father's Day, <laughs> they're nineteen and thirty-two, which is second worst <laughs> in the in the majors. So, I think it just goes to tell you how random baseball stats are. <laughs> <laughs> if you pick baseball two random stat. days, one of those days a team might be the best team in baseball. Yeah, if you're a stats guy, you have to go to baseball, right? Because that just that just is the most variety of stats. That you could do, right? Yes, there, <laughs> there's so many of everything. Everything seems to have happened before. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, I got one more, one more Brewers Mother's Day for you. Okay, all right. So very Brewer uh, Freddy, heavy. Yeah, Brewer heavy Mother's Day conversation here. Uh, Freddie Peralta uh, had his first start today uh, for the Brewers, and it apparently was the first game that his family was, his parents were able to see him pitch as a professional. Um, so his, his father was crying happy tears during, uh, Freddie's debut start. Uh, and he was asked, but did his mom cry too? And his response was, uh, just a little bit because she's stronger than him. Hashtag mother's day was the tweet. So Marlo, my question to you is who's okay. going to cry more at your son's games 
when he's Ooh. you know playing you or your wife oh 100 percent my wife <laughs> okay. this is not even this is not even yeah it, i definitely talked about this before but i yeah i think it's either gonna be it's she'll either be that mom that you know is just yelling at all times yeah no matter what's going on good bad indifferent or yeah she'll just be i think she'll do both but i think she'll tear up if, you know you know, hits a home run or, or does something or like, you know, goes to first base. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I think, yeah, I definitely think she'll be the one with tears. Okay. I think, I, I, let's just say in our family, I think there'll be tears all around and in, 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 in big moments. So, yeah. But, uh, well, okay. All right. All That's right. all I have on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Go Brewers. That's enough. Yeah. Probably if that talk for you. <laughs> Go Brewers. All right. Um, before we move on, um, I have a correction. says clarification from last week to get off my chest. Uh, as you know, last week I did a do's and don'ts of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And one of my do's was go in a big group. And I explained that I've gone as a couple and as a group. And going in a big group is fun. Um, I still stand by that. But I wanted to clarify that. <laughs> does not necessarily mean I did not have fun going <laughs> as just a couple. Okay. Um, I did have fun just going as a couple, and I will do it again going just as a couple. I think if you if you have a choice, you should do both, but if it push yeah. comes to shove, go as a group because, again, you'll rule the resort. But to my wife, I do enjoy going vacation <laughs> with you, <laughs> even yeah. if it's just us. Just wanted to put that out there. Okay. I took it as more of a – I didn't even think of it as just the alternative being you and your wife as being like a yeah. small group or something. Like I just kind of uh, did, didn't take it that way. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah. No, both sure. both yeah. are fun. NBA playoffs are rolling, yeah. rolling right along into the uh, – what are we, the eight month of playoffs now? Or yeah, NBA something, season? something like that. It's Something, uh, like, something like that. Um. The second round went like a flash. I think it started the last week, and now it's already done. We're already into the <laughs> conference finals. And, yeah, LeBron just told – well, uh, yeah, he he last week he ended it while we were recording. Right. Was that correct? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the second round is gone. We're into the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. Do we have any last thoughts on the second round? Uh, No, I think it was once the series kind of – one team got to three wins, I think the good thing was for it just to be over because I thought those yeah. teams were going to win. So as disappointing as it was that we didn't get very exciting games, it seemed obvious who the teams that were going to win were. So it's kind of nice that they just got done with. Yeah. Although they got done with, but – the conference finals didn't really start right away. Yeah, it was. I didn't understand. I didn't understand it because I was. Yeah, I think like last week as we signed off, and I was like looking at the schedule when the conference, you know, finals were going to start, and yeah. I was really surprised to see. I thought it was going to be Monday because they didn't have the um, Eastern Conference schedule yet. So oh, I checked. Uh, I was yeah, like, cause... the first game is going to be till Monday. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. The NFL season? Like we have a whole week, uh, in between games. I'm like, what are we going to do? And then, uh, one, it made me appreciate that, you know, there's actually, like, basketball on at this mm-hmm. time. Because going this pretty much this whole week without, I was like, oh, that's what it's going to be like all summer. But <laughs> yeah, besides you have to watch that, the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch the White Sox get, <laughs> just get hammered. Um, but besides that, it left a ton of time to bring up some retreads 
of topics. Yeah. One of the biggest ones, as we all know, is the old is LeBron past MJ or is MJ or is LeBron better than MJ or yeah. where is MJ yep. in LeBron's legacy? Yeah. And I'm a I mean, I think we I think we all know where we stand on this. Right. So we don't we don't need to hash it out. But what is your take on all the takes for LeBron versus MJ? Well, so I guess my thought is I was trying to think about this and and is it good is this a good thing for the NBA? Like cuz for me it's like exhausting to have to hear about all the time and I don't want to have to hear the takes and the conversations again. That said, it eats up time in between these these dead spots in the game, and I guess people like arguing about it. I don't know, because yeah. uh, instead of just enjoying that LeBron destroyed the Raptors again, which he always seems to do, like that should be an achievement in and of itself, and we should appreciate that. Instead, we have to go, yeah, but Jordan was better, or this means that he's better than Jordan, and put it completely yeah. in this different context. Normally, I like overriding narratives that kind of shape how I watch sports. I, I like bringing yeah. outside things, legacies into, into context, but it usually enhances watching the sport. It usually enhances watching the performance that I'm watching. But with the MJ LeBron debate, it just takes away from it. Like, after the game today... You know, mm -hmm. all I'm, uh, which well, I guess we can talk about in a second, uh, Cavs Celts, uh, the Celts destroyed the Cavs, and it's just Michael Jordan didn't ever lose by X many points in a game. And it <laughs> just, it takes away from, from the moment instead of adding to the moment. So I think it's, while it fills up space, I think it really takes away from what LeBron is or maybe even what MJ was. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, I think it's, one, I, I think it's lazy. Um mm -hmm. Just to you know, literally just rolling the ball out there because they know that it's going to get people riled up, and I understand why they do it, but I think it's lazy. Yeah. Uh, and then no, and especially when they do it, no one has an argument. No one has an argument for like either way. They like either say it's LeBron because it's LeBron, or it's MJ because of rings. But no one has no one has like a concrete argument um, either way, right? Right. Um, you know, so I just I. Yeah, so it's really like it really just literally is a time filler because I mean, how many times are you gonna break down teams and do people really want to hear you know hear that? Not really, but everyone can everyone can get into yeah. you know LeBron versus MJ, but it just gets so ridiculous. Like you were saying, the breakdowns of it, of like game by game. Oh, did did so and so have a game here? Well, LeBron started was eighteen, and you know it yeah. just goes in this whole stupid circle that. I can't stand because one, you know, I sit on MJ's side. I think everyone knows that, yeah. and I don't. Again, I'm not going to give you a good argument. I'm just sticking right there. <laughs> so that's that's the way well, it is. So, but yeah, it's just a bad filler. What's funny is a, a lot of the LeBron arguments are they start with MJ was better, but LeBron has done it longer. Well, you've already conceded the argument. <laughs> you said in your statement that MJ was better, and the only way that LeBron can win is that he does it for longer, which is yeah. important to take into context if they're, like, tied or something. But right. you've already said MJ's better, so that's the, yeah. the, the end of the conversation. Yep, that's it, the end of the conversation. We figured it out. We did it. We did it. Now everyone can stop talking about it. <laughs> stop talking about it. Just replay that over again. All right. All right, so I guess maybe now that we've talked about LeBron, let's talk about LeBron more in the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, Celts, the... Uh, Celtics won 108. I think I said this already. 83. Wait, before we talk, before we... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. Talk about LeBron. Going back to his beating the um, the Raptors. 
Yeah. So these whole, I feel like this whole like second round especially was filled with like celebrity fans, and then you you know you had Drake with the Raptors. Yeah. You had uh, you know Meek Mill of Philly, and then Kevin I don't know Hart who, for uh, Philly too, right? Yeah, Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart for Philly, Meek Mill for Philly. Um, everyone's at the Warriors games. Da 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 da. And mm. then like the Celtics come out with Drew Bledsoe. Oh, nice. Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe was what like the Wahlbergs the there. They got Wahlbergs. Well, the Wahlbergs are getting into it now. That's why we're getting, they're getting like they were there oh, okay. today. But like that game, game five, it was all about because because um, uh, Terry wore the Bledsoe uh, uniform into the game. Oh really? Which, yeah, like the the game before he we wore it in the game, it became a big deal because he's like, oh, that's my guy. Like it's Drew Bledsoe. Like what did he do? So How old is I know Terry Rozier. Does he even remember Drew Bledsoe? Yeah, exactly. So then Drew Bledsoe becomes this guy sitting on the front in the front court, whipping his whipping his towel around and being like, he's like the Boston guy. And it's like of all people, it, it's Drew Bledsoe wow. that's like the Boston celeb. So I see that's amazing. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that there. But yeah, but for this game, those like they were they're the wall like all the Wahlbergs are coming out of the. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they don't show up for even less in conference finals. Yeah, exactly. It's in the contract. <laughs> okay, so like, yeah, Cavs Celts. Yeah, uh, it was a, a pretty uneventful game. The the Celts jumped out. I think uh, the Celts played in this game great defense. I don't know enough about the game to know exactly what they did, uh, but it seemed like they had a pretty good game plan to stop the action that Cleveland wanted to do, and it got them out of their out of their rhythm. LeBron looked out of rhythm all day. He was traveling. He did try to do a spin move, and the ball just went out of bounds. He just seemed a little yeah. bit out of it. It was bizarre. Um, but it seems to me that in order for – and it's been this way throughout the series. It seems to me that in order for this Cleveland team to win, LeBron has to be great. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly the position that he wants to be in. Because if he yeah. is great and they win, he's a hero. He dragged these poor players – to whatever level that they achieve. If they mm-hmm. lose, it's not his fault. He's on a bad team. It's like <laughs> such a neat little position. He's, you know, a narrative he's weaved himself into that if they win, he's the hero. If they lose, it's not his fault. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's and exactly how he constructed it. I mean, he's the GM of the team. He tells people when, where yeah. to go. Um, yeah, and I think, I think you're exactly, well, one, you're right. that there's, The only way they win is when he has, you know, 40-plus points. If he has less than forty, he has th- Kevin Love needs to drop thirty, and then they have a right. chance, right? Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, so that's it. He did. They, he has left himself where, yeah, he can. He's either the hero, but he cannot be. <laughs> he cannot be. He's not going to be blamed for the loss. He's right. like, oh, look at these scrubs with teams. You know, yeah. Bron Bron did everything. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm. I was surprised at uh, just like you of like w- what is going on out here. And just the the sheer, especially the first quarter when they came out and just dominated the Cavs, yeah. And LeBron and where did Al Horford come from? Uh, he's playing like he's playing. Yeah, he's playing really well. I, I he's not a he's not a jump off the screen at you type player. Uh, he did a bit in this game, but he plays really well. I was watching him a little closer today. He plays really well on both ends of the court. Um, you know, he's guarding LeBron at times and. You know, banging bodies with love and Tristan Thompson down low. He was very impressive, and he's been in the league for like twelve, Ever. thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. maybe not that long. Ten years. I don't, I don't know. know. He seems old. <laughs> <laughs> so, it seems like he's been there forever. 
<laughs> and yeah. now he's just he's just out there scoring, uh, yeah. doing things. Found the can we, can we call it? He, he did it. He found the fountain of youth, or or he is sucking the youth out of the youth that's on his team now. Oh, they're oh. they're lifting them up. Yeah, bring them down in age. There you go. There's the interesting. Yeah. yeah. Another game in Boston. Braun's probably gonna drop fifty. You think in the second game? You think so? I've. There's I don't no, know. If, I mean, he only had what fifteen. Yeah, uh, seventeen maybe. Fifteen, seventeen. Something. Like, he didn't get twenty, which is he didn't get twenty. Yeah. Very unlebron like. You feel like he can sneeze and get twenty. Yeah, because um, there was so a MJ Lebron, Le, MJ Lebron comment that I saw that said MJ had more fifty point games than he had less than twenty point games <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> Oh my god! It of, it's so fucking true. Yeah, all the time. Uh, I I don't know that in this game. Uh, kind of talking about LeBron's lack of of supporting cast. Even if he does have that kind of game, I don't know that there's enough there to win in Boston. Boston's just playing so well at home, and their young guys in their bench show up and make shots at home. Uh, we've seen it in three series now. Uh, or this is the third series, I guess. But that's exactly what happened in the Bucks series. That's exactly what happened in uh, the Philadelphia series. So I, I could see that. I guess my, you know, guess on how this is going to go is I could see it going to seven and Boston just winning every home game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. I still think LeBron's going to score fifty and still could lose. I think. I yeah, think he could be that because there's no really. If Kevin Love is so up and down, he can be great. He could be. You know, we're non-existent. Yeah. Um, and if he didn't show, I can see the Brown joining fifty and then still, still losing. So it'll be it'll yeah, be think, interesting series. I think. I think for LeBron to score fifty against this Boston team, the way that they're coached uh, by Brad Stevens, they don't let him get to his spots like he was able to do against Toronto. He has a couple spots on the court, uh, like on the the left side of the three point line, uh, kind of like halfway to the top of the key. That's where he <laughs> shoots threes. If you don't let him go there, he's not going to shoot threes as well. Uh, there's a couple other spots that, if you watch LeBron enough, you know the spots that he likes to do. And Toronto just, I don't know if they couldn't stop him from getting there or they let him get there. I don't think Boston's going to do that. I think we saw a little bit of that today, and I could see that going forward. So I think to get 50, he's going to have to do a lot more work than he did in uh, against Toronto. He's out here doing scouting reports for Brad Stevens. Yeah, exactly well, if the bronze let's, spots, let's just say if I if if I recognize these tendencies, <laughs> I, I imagine that Brad Stevens has and more so. That's fair. <laughs> you would hope so. Yeah. All so right. I got. Well, I think. It's I, got, I think it'd be. Go ahead. I got salts in seven still. Salts in seven. God, I, th- I really. I still think. I think the Cavs win. I think Cavs win in six. I think LeBron will come back. And just do stuff that he does, but I think yeah. at least it'll, I think will be this will give us hope for an entertaining series. There you go. When that goes more than five games, right? All right. Speaking of hoping for an entertaining series, the Rockets Warriors start tomorrow. This is the clash. I think everybody wanted. I think we wanted um, going into it. And I think for me, the narrative going into it is: is can uh, Chris Paul and Harden finally take that next step and perform in the playoffs? Uh, I think no. that's the question. No, <laughs> no, no, no. The more I think, about it, the more I think about it, the more people have been talking, and I feel like people are starting to come this way as it gets closer and closer. And they watch, they're like, I, like I've been saying the whole time, the, war, the Warriors have been practicing, yeah. And now they might start playing basketball, and I, I really don't think it's gonna be that close. I honestly don't. 
I just think there's more. Yes, they have James Harden, they have Chris Paul, and yeah. they, a couple other nice players. The Warriors have really good players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, so it's too much. You mentioned how the Warriors are just kind of uh, practicing up to this. Are you at all worried uh, that they'll just be able to turn it on? Like They are acting like they can just flip a switch and go to the next level, which they've been to that level in the past, so maybe they know, but are you at all a little worried that they won't be able to flip the switch like they think they will? No, because they, 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 they don't even have to go full throttle. That's the thing. <laughs> like they're, the, the problem, that's, the whole, that's the whole point is like they were not – barely even playing and i mean if you in the second round of the playoffs and you don't even have to flip a switch yet like yeah. okay we'll figure out how to turn it on i think i think they're gonna be okay okay i think so too yeah uh <laughs> i think so too but i'm just <clears throat> i just have a little bit of hesitation like can they just just flip it on uh i think they will i think they're they're too talented and Steph curry literally just dribbles and shoots out of yeah. out of the tunnel and makes it like he doesn't he knows how to turn things on. Yeah, the thing that worries me is that the Rockets, the way they win is they play this up tempo game. They shoot a lot mm-hmm. of threes, mm-hmm. and they they want to get you into that race. And yeah. I think the Warriors are more than happy to play at that pace and get into that race because they have uh, better better shooters. So, yeah. uh, all right, I guess since we're doing since I did a pick for. Uh, the the Eastern Conference game. I'm going to do a pick for this one. I'm going to go Warriors in six. That's what I think. My professional. Okay. Opinion. I'll go Warriors in five. Wow. Little, little gentleman's sweep. I mean, if if Warriors win in five, uh-huh. you have do you have to start asking a lot of questions about the Rockets? Yeah, I, I mean, think it will be the same questions. It'll be the same questions. Like, it'll be the same well, thing. Can Harden can Harden play in the playoffs? Yeah, can all, he? It would all come back over again. Can he really lead a team? Yeah. I just wonder once it starts going not their way, can Harden? Because for Chris Paul, it's you know he just gets so frustrated and he tries to force things, and Harden just gets so distant and checks out. It's going to be so interesting if things don't go their way. They haven't really had to face that yet. Um, so that'll be, I don't know, because I think things are not going to go their way. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> shall, we shall, well, yeah, I, just, I mean, I just can't, I, I'm still waiting for that, you know, Harden sitting on the bench with his long face that you can't see underneath his yeah. beard. Um, <laughs> it's like, what happened? And then him going out that night and all the tweets flying around about <laughs> Harden not putting in, putting in the yeah, work. That- on the court, but can go enough. go to a party at night. Okay. Lie. All right. So yeah, you got them in. You got Warriors in six. I got them in five. Yeah. Well, we shall see. All right. Well, speaking of playoffs, playoffs. Uh, you into the uh, NHL playoffs at all yet? Yeah. So I think for a minute I got into the Caps Lightning game one because they yeah. started off they started off really hot. And I was like, "Oh, this is exciting!" And then I don't think I, li- I didn't last at the the game, but the Caps won, right? <laughs> yeah, they won game one. Yeah, they won game one. So, like yeah, so the Caps won. Um, Jets and Knights—they're playing as as we record right now. So no, the Caps Lightning are playing right now. Jets Caps Lightning last night. Oh, there were a lot of yeah. So I didn't. A lot see, of yeah, so, yeah. I'm I'm way, see I'm way in I'm way in you way into it way into it yeah, yeah. uh so. 
the Winnipeg Jets won last night. A lot of goals in that game. A lot of goals early. A lot of goals early in the Caps Lightning game. That's going on as a recording. Uh, so, I guess exciting. A lot of goals hockey. That's what you yeah. want to root for as a neutral fan. Of course, I'm never yeah. neutral in hockey. I have my my tier that I went through in depth last time. So <laughs> your pyramid, your <laughs> pyramid still holding true. Yeah, it's it was well, hard now because everybody's. I mean, we have the Canadian team, so that one's yeah. easy. And then it's DC versus Tampa Bay. I mean, both pretty warm. <laughs> pretty yeah. Warm locales. DC gets snow every once in a while. They so. do. They do. Yeah. Tampa, not so much. So, uh, no. I'll go with that. Go with that. So it's pretty clear who I'm rooting for there. Uh, we'll see. Um, what does this do, do for like the Golden Knights being this good their first year as an expansion team? Does it ruin? Does it ruin like the fan bases, or if they suck again? <laughs> like they spend yeah, their I whole time being like, oh yeah, we were good. Like this is gonna happen every year. I don't know if. It, uh, I think it could for them, but maybe they'll be good going forward. I think it ruins it for like long-suffering fan bases who, <laughs> you know, like New York Islanders or I don't know who's long-suffering hockey fan bases. I think Toronto hasn't won it. I mean, they have a obviously storied history, but they haven't won in a while. You know, they're sitting yeah. there like, we can't figure this out. We're the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, come on. And yeah. then Las Vegas comes along and games the system somehow and and is – in the conference finals in their first year, which is amazing. Uh, I think that stories, you, you know, you, we're not the ones to 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 really cover it, but <laughs> you're talking let's about. Be honest, uh, but I haven't seen a lot of coverage about how unlikely or how they did this. I don't. Maybe it's out there, and I'm just you know didn't find it. But so if if any, yeah. I guess if any of our listeners so my have seen that, re- seen that, my expert it report me. on that. Yeah, let's see that. Yeah, it's a bunch of uh, rejects, right? So there's a bunch of rejects from other teams who are like, hey, man, we can do this. We're, we're better than that. We'll, we're going to show them. Oh. And now they're, now they're showing them. I don't know if this is more. Yeah, it's like Mighty Ducks, right? Like, oh, it's... yeah, we could do this. Yeah. We're better than that. And they're just like the big team that comes skating down. These guys are like V formation. Oh. And, yeah, they're just coming through and wrecking shit. So. They're just rising up. It's a coming of age story okay. in theaters. So it'll be in yeah, a Disney movie in a couple of years. It probably will. Let's be real. This probably will be a Disney movie <laughs> like three years from now. All probably right. Won't that's that probably that's won't talking hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. NHL playoffs. Go hockey. Let's move on to our uh, mailbag section. With I, I think we're dedicating this uh, whole section to, to football talk. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Let's get into football. We're getting into right. the dog days of summer, so might as well talk some football. All right, so these are, uh, I guess, topics or questions that have been uh, sent uh, through Twitter, through DMs, uh, Facebook, emails, that sort of thing. So if you guys have, uh, our, our fellow fans have any topics or questions they'd like us to, to go over, to to answer, you know, reach out to us and, and we'll uh, try and incorporate it into, into our show because um, I think this is a fun way to get our listeners involved and to bring some topics up that you know we haven't thought about or, or ideas that we haven't haven't seen. So, uh, yeah, keep keep those coming, uh, and thank you to those who who've sent them in. Yep, keep them coming. Um, our first question as basically uh, well, it's basically this Nolan, it's a Grolex story. Yeah. Did you hear about this, Casey? Yeah. So there was a recruit, wide receiver recruit for Wisconsin, Nolan, Grolex. He ended up decommitting, um, and what happened, you know, after he decommitted, decommitted via 
Twitter, obviously. Mm. And then everyone, all, all these people just started, you know, tweeting at him all these bad, you know, bad, bad things. Yeah. So the question comes, are Badger fans being rude <laughs> by doing so? Are they being rude? Uh, I think rude, rude would be <laughs> rude would be an understatement. I don't want to get all preachy. I don't want to get all preachy. <laughs> but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get on a soapbox here. But you shouldn't be threatening, what is it, like 17-year-olds? Yeah, 17. Trying to, yeah. Trying to figure out where they want to go to college. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a tough choice. I'm, if he's, you know, being recruited by Wisconsin, I'm sure he has other options. You know, obviously, as a Badger fan, obviously, as somebody who went to Wisconsin, I think the right choice would be going to Wisconsin. For sure. I think that's the best place to go to college. Um, but there's a lot of other things, a lot of other places. It's fine. <laughs> Relax, everybody. Let the kid be a kid, make a decision. Uh, yeah, I think they're being rude. Relax. That it doesn't look good upon your your fan base or your school if you're abusing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, so I guess like in this day and age, right, everyone's on Twitter, everyone's on Facebook, whatever. Yeah. It's out there. So you get access to these people slash kids, by the way. And I, I guess people just think it's okay to say whatever. Mm-hmm. And I get it. No, I mean, I get the emotion involved for some people, like who yeah. get really into this recruiting stuff, like – and but mind you, like what the? Why are people so crazy? This kid was like a three-star wide receiver. Yeah. And there's so many of them. And I don't <laughs> understand like why this was such a huge deal. But that's neither here nor here nor there. Yeah. It's just that get a freaking life, right? And don't yeah, don't be don't be bad mouthing like a 17, 18 year old because he doesn't want to go to your school, or and and be on your team. Like okay, it's his this whole literally whole world in front of like all these all these schools are coming out and like he's 17 he can do whatever he wants and if he doesn't want to go to wisconsin he doesn't want to wisconsin it's not a big deal like i I don't i don't even be that mad people that are just like hey man you're making a mistake cool but these these idiots out here that are like they're saying this stupid shit that they're saying it's just dumb and they really need to get a life and sorry for preaching but that's how i feel about it Ah, okay so we both went (laughs) preachy we're scolding being scolds yeah. To other other Badger fans, you know, we're we're obviously Badger fans, and we want to, you know, represent uh, the school's fandom uh, well. So let's uh, try. I'll try to continue to yeah. do that. Leave leave high school kids alone. Yeah. Just just leave them alone. All right. <laughs> but he should have gone to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I was <laughs> I was that preachy about it, and then I think like the next day it came out that. Uh, he got an offer from Nebraska. Oh. And I just got mad, but I wasn't yeah. mad at him. I was like right. mad, like at Nebraska. I'm really scared of him the next few years with what's his, with Frost being there. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um. One of the, one of these times, we need to get somebody who understands like the ins and outs of recruiting a little bit more. You know, maybe like yeah. the school side of it, because yeah. You know, as we sit here, and I know we have a lot of conversation with our friends about why you know why we can't get a quarterback or why we can't yeah. you know do X, Y, and Z in recruiting. And there, I think there's something that, I, I guess I'll say, something I'm missing from understanding kind of what goes into that decision and why it goes in there. So maybe we can uh, find somebody to, to, to talk through that with. I think that'd be a lot of yeah. fun. Anyway, right, well, yeah. side, side note, sorry. Hit us up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, our next one. <laughs> Did you hear about this one, KZ? Um, so apparently 
Okay. So Danica, you know, we're going back to Danica, Patrick, and oh. Aaron Rodgers again. Okay. The, uh, the hot celebrity couple of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say celebrity couple of our podcast at this point. Oh, celebrity couple of our podcast. That's a good one, yes. The, the celebrity couple of the 132 Breeze podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Danica's dad got interviewed, and Danica's family is actually a bunch of Bears fans. Oh, and that's when, too bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> and so Danica brought Aaron home for dinner, and apparently Danica's dad initially wanted to dress up in an Earl Acker, put his Earl Acker jersey on, <laughs> and tackle Aaron when he came in the door. <laughs> that been great. Uh, he didn't end up doing it, but he definitely oh. he told whoever he was interviewing that that yeah. that was that was the plan. Um. So, Casey, I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't have a daughter, but hypothetically speaking, if your daughter brought home the starting quarterback of the Bears, <laughs> are you tackling them as soon as they come in the door? Yeah, they'd have to get me off the floor from laughing at being the starting quarterback <laughs> of the Bears. I uh, know. So, first of all, if you're, <laughs> what kind of fan are you if you're changing your team loyalty to, based upon the who your daughter is dating? That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it. It's, it, this. I read this article uh, as as it got shared with us. Yeah, and it just felt like an episode of The Bachelor. Like, hey, <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers' home day with Danica's family. And I'm like, I don't need this kind of coverage from my quarterback. I don't like this at all. I mean, obviously, this is in his is in his first uh, celebrity relationship. But oh my gosh, no. I, I, Although I will say this about. Our couple, yeah, they're bit for Aaron because he, like you're right, this isn't his first celebrity one, but he, this one seems a little more open. There's a lot more coming out, yeah, than his his last ones. And is that yes. on purpose? You think, or is that just? I think whatever. I think it's Danica's side that Danica's Danica's camp is doing this. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. I don't. But he's in the news because he's buying parts of the Bucks and they're at the game not having fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it. I guess. You just don't want, off season, you don't want your quarterback in the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be in the playbook, writing the plays, drawing them to sand. Speaking of quarterbacks, I got a, a, a question uh, was sent to us about uh, Big Ben and, and Mason Rudolph. Uh, Mason Rudolph was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm going to kind of take the question and, and twist it a little bit into what I, what I want to ask in. Uh, the question that I have, or I guess that I have, that I wrote in the mailbag. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this question is from from yeah, I've yeah. so, Great, yeah. Uh, so should QB? So Big Ben has kind of been outward uh, about how he's not he's not his job is not to mentor Mason Rudolph to be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so my question is, do QBs? Or anybody, I guess, really have an obligation or a role to help or educate their rookies or backups. In the NFL, no, <laughs> that is not part. They're not a part of their job description. As a starting, as a, as a starting quarterback, your yeah. job is out to go out there and win games. You don't have to go ahead and mentor anyone. You can if you want to. If you're nice, yeah. if you like people taking your jobs, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but that's not that's not part of your that's not part of your resume. Or part of the job description, excuse me. So, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. 
I don't think you have to. I don't think it's not being a good teammate because you have enough to go ahead and and worry about. Yeah. Because um, if you you know if you stop, if you if you go if you give away, if you're not preparing to win games and then all of a sudden you don't win games, guess who's going to be the starting quarterback? It's not going to be you. It's going to be right. the other guy. The other so, guy. yeah, I think you got you got to take care of number one. Yeah, I think that you shouldn't help them any more than you would, you know. Charlie Whitehurst or whoever, you know, <laughs> the quarterback who's never going to replace you, right? You're going over game tape with them, and and you're you're going through the the game plan with them. Um, so I think to some aspect you have to develop that in case you get hurt and they need to come in. But I don't think you need to go above and beyond that and you right. know tutor them and you know your you know after hours or anything. Um, no. Just be a good a general good teammate, but you don't have to do anything special. I mean, we went through this with in, in Green Bay with. Uh, Farvin Rogers, I don't uh, when you know when Rogers came in, and I don't know. And, and Farvin was pretty outspoken at first about how it's not his job to to mentor anybody, and I think that it worked out well there, and and, and obviously it worked out well. But you know their relationship is has been weird, and I think it should have been. They're competitors; they want the same job. So I don't think it's. I agree with you that it's not their their job any more than it would be to help. You know, backup quarterback random who's never going to take your job yeah if i was starting qb if i was like a big fan i'd just be like hey kid just watch me yeah that's what you get (laughs) that's what you watch me you get to be around me all the time you get to see the x amount of hours that i spend in film and you can be there with me as i do it but i'm not gonna tell you what you know yeah all right uh we got sent another uh quarter speaking of quarterbacks again (laughs) we got sent the link of (laughs) Tom, uh, it was a video of Tom Brady. I think it was through his, I don't know, Instagram or something. He was, can you do videos on Instagram? I'm not really. Yes, you can. Yeah. All right. His, it was him running on the beach. He <laughs> <laughs> was working on his his running abilities at 40 years old or whatever he he is. And he said he he wants to get. He's working on it because he wants to get to a thousand yards for his career. He's 32 yards away. Will he mm. get it in 2018? 32 yards. How does okay? So how does I've always wondered does this stat work? Does his stack sacks count against him in the total yards? Because it counts against him in the game, right? So when he's sacked for twelve, like he gets sacked for twelve yards, he has negative twelve yards rushing. It works. How does it work? It works different in college and pros. In college, it's rushing and pros is passing. I don't remember. Let's say it doesn't. Okay, so he needs thirty-two yards forward. <laughs> That's what we're gonna say. Yeah. Oh, uh, frick. So, yeah, well, yeah. I th- 32. I, without <laughs> looking what he does, because I know he does, like, they do, like, quarterback one-yard sneaks all the time. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think I think he could do it. I think I think that could happen. It would be close. That's a good over-under, actually. It would. Thir- it 32 is, rushing yards for Todd Brady in 2018 season is a great over-under. As forty or forty-one years old, or however old he'll be. Yeah, I'll go. I mean, I would go under, but I think it, I think he could do it. I think he could do it. Just I feel like he'll get literally twenty yards alone just from like one yard yeah. QB sneaks throughout the year. Sorry, I had to count how many years he was in the league because I, <laughs> I I looked it up. All right, so he's been in the league sixteen years. Four years he has had less than thirty-two yards, including okay. last year where he had twenty-eight. Mm. So on average. He should get more than thirty-two, but last year he had less. I think it's. I think it'd be a real fun over/under bet. Make with your friends. Uh, so you took the over. I'll take on that. 
I'll, no, I'm going to take the under. I'll okay. take the under. I'll, ta- I'll take, we'll do a, a podcast bet. Okay. Uh, again, like, I think we did this before. The governor one, I give you cheese, you give me whatever the hell <laughs> Illinois makes. And uh, <laughs> we'll exchange whoever loses. You get a hot dog. <laughs> oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So. All right. I don't even know what, what was our other one on. I forgot. Oh yeah, Bears Packers. Uh, well, no, we haven't got a bet on that. I think it was Bears Packers. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, someone let us know who what it was. Yeah. All right. Is that it for the mailbag? That's it. That's all that I got for the mailbag. All right. As we continue being the spot, the podcast for esports. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get into a little esports segment. Uh, here, Casey, do you have anything for esports? Yeah, I guess. I guess the first thing is: Have you noticed that Fortnite is everywhere? Fortnite is, is everywhere. At least it's it's very prevalent in in the sport, the people that we follow in sports, and uh, the teams that we follow. I guess uh, the Brewers put up something on the the Brewers account where a couple of players were playing Fortnite on the jumbotron at Miller Park, which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that's Although so I, dope. That's like the dream. Like anytime you go see a jumble child, you're like, man, I just want to play video games on that. Yeah, <laughs> they're just sitting in the stands, or the bullpen. I don't even know, not the bullpen. The the dugout. I don't even know where they were, but yeah, up there playing Fortnite on that. With a couple guys out there watching. Uh, we got Frank Kaminsky, you know, our 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 competitor now uh, in the podcast world. He's playing uh, Fortnite with fans, and he had he posted one of the most hilarious panic moves of all time. Uh, he was trying to flee from somebody who was, you know, he was fighting with, and he built a trampoline or whatever to bounce off and fly away. And then he built a wall on top of it <laughs> before he could jump on it. And then he kept trying to move the wall because you can edit the wall, right? So he mm-hmm. can edit the wall so he could jump on the thing, and then and then he d- had to run away because he couldn't figure it out. It was hilarious. I know he knocked down the wall. Oh, it was great. So Frank, he's out there. <laughs> Jesus. He's he's playing with fans. Uh, he's all over uh, Twitter yeah, talking he's slipping, about it. Slipping, playing too much Fortnite. We're gonna overtake uh, his podcast spot. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure that'll happen any day now. Uh, and then of course uh, David Price is uh, playing so much that he has to go on the DL carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> yeah, David Price. He probably played it the best because he's still walking <laughs> away with like 28 million dollars, uh, sitting at home playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. What's well, so fun? It's so funny they're like, oh, he plays so much Fortnite that all of a sudden he has this injury that prevents him from pitching. Like, carpal tunnel syndrome <laughs> happens in, like, two months. <laughs> the, game's, the game hasn't even been out for a couple, more than a couple months. And uh, Come on. Yeah. But that's, uh, Fortnite's man. everywhere. Ninja, ninja's up in Madison. <laughs> yeah, up in Madison. Bucky. Yeah, doing his pom-pom dance with Bucky. Uh, I saw Ninja. He was in uh, something with Mark Cuban. I follow Mark Cuban on Twitter. So, man, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's uh it's a thing. Um, but uh, speaking of things that are trying to be a thing, uh, mm. and us trying to talk about, uh, NBA 2K had its uh, tip-off tournament concluded. I think we talked about this a little bit last time we watched some of the opening group stage games. Uh, 76ers GC uh, ended up winning. Uh, they beat uh, Blazers or Blazer 5, I think, is their team name. Uh, Bucks Bucks team did not do well, did not do well. Uh, I think the team won $35,000 for winning it, so that's a nice chunk of change for the five guys who play. And now the regular season has started, so it's going to be interesting to 
I think it'll be interesting to f- try and follow along because I'm so used to kind of the basketball schedule, the baseball schedule, the football schedule. It's all kind of inherent to my following of sports. I know when things are supposed to be happening. And then, like, there was a Bucks game last night at 6 o'clock, and I just didn't even know what was happening because it's kind of outside <laughs> of my normal media consumption. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to try and follow it. Um, and it'll be interesting kind of – I, I want to try and follow it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I, I'm concerned about how easily I'll be able to follow it and how much mm-hmm. I'll be, like, pulled to follow it. And I think just once I start knowing the players a little bit better and knowing, like – being able to identify an avatar with a person and them being the same. Mm-hmm. I still yeah. think there's a little bit of kind of mental work that I need to get through to get to accepting that mentally. Yeah. Yeah. You're working, working through some stuff. It's not your traditional, not traditional sports intake. You're yeah. really, you're trying to, you're really trying to adapt. You're really trying to adapt to your new situation here. Um, I guess the question is, since this is, you know, esports is not going to show up. You're like, you're not, you're. It's not going to show up. Like the scores aren't going to show up in like your everyday life, uh, as yeah. far as where you look at sports. Will you just go and like rewatch the games? Will you just go watch the game? Because it'll be archived on Twitch, right? Yeah, it'll be archived. I'm sure they'll do replays. I won't see the score. It's not like an NBA playoff game where it'd be yeah. if I, you know, in my normal life, it would be hard for me to avoid an NBA playoff game result, yeah. um, even from just hearing my phone. I don't know. I'd have to think. We'll we'll see. I off the top of my head, I don't think I would just because even though it's not lo- even though it's I don't know the result. It sports is still hard to for me to watch when I know it's already over. Right. You know, even if I tape it and watch it later, um, yeah, or whatever DVR it now uh, and watch it later, I still know it's over. So it's not the same experience. Right. For live I sports, and that's why, and that's why. But- that's the only thing that makes any money in TV these days is live sports because there's that aspect yeah. of you don't know what's going to happen. Whereas I'm watching it, but people know what's happened. I can find right. out what's the happened. The fantasy is stop, not there. I could <laughs> stop it right now. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna make a concerted effort to. It'll be interesting to see um, what ends up happening. Excited to see the journey of NBA 2K and how this yeah how the season rolls out and obviously we'll we'll be in the forefront of that coverage. Yes, of course. <laughs> obviously. Hard hitting esports 1323 podcast. That's right. All right, well that's it for esports. Um Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get to uh Casey's corner kick? All right. As well, you were going to I thought you were going to build it up with America's favorite segment again. Sorry, sorry. All yeah, right, that's it for esports. <laughs> Casey, do you want to get to America's favorite segment? Casey's corner kick. All right, excellent. I would love to. Uh, I guess the first one I have is, is a question for you, Marlo. Um, mm. Wayne Rooney, it's announced he is signing with uh, DC United. And as a, would casual be putting it lightly, a casual soccer fan? Uh, <laughs> does that move the needle for you at all? Is there like something right below casual? Below casual? Like right below casual. Uninterested? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know well, who Wayne Rooney is. Who's Wayne? You don't Rooney? know who Wayne Rooney is? No. Oh, I'm googling him as we speak. Go ahead. Keep All right. Well, well, so Wayne Rooney, he's been on uh, 
Manchester United, uh, obviously, well, uh, I'd say obviously. one of the most, if not the most popular team in uh, in the world. He uh, has won a lot of championships there, has been a key figure there. Moved on from United this year to Everton, uh, his kind of club as a, as a youth, and now is making the big move to D.C. United. Uh, it's a pretty big player. Uh, obviously not to the level that Mar- <laughs> Marlon, you would know, I guess. Um, he used to have a badass beard. Cl- That's good. Yeah. He's had some work done on the, the hair up top. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, some plugs and things. Uh, I'd say he's a, on an international level, a level below Zlatan, but above Schweinsteiger. So somewhere in there. I think it's an interesting well, move for DC United. They've been pretty irrelevant the past few years so maybe he still has some football left in him I think or soccer left in him um so he might improve them uh I think it's interesting uh but I'm not super excited about it. I don't think he'll I don't think he'll win over a ton of fans but we'll see um so that's my Wayne Rooney take uh, this weekend was the last weekend of the Premier League season. I, uh, I guess I'll mention a couple things. Man City finished with 100 points, which is a, quite an achievement to get in a 38-game season. Uh, Liverpool uh, finished fourth, so they secured Champions League for next year in the EPL, the top four teams. Secure Champions uh, League play next year, which is important because that's a lot of money that they can and a lot of I guess prestige a lot of the top players want to be playing in that competition so if your team is continually playing in that competition you have the money to sign the good players and you kind of have the um, the ability to sign them because they want to play for your team Uh, I also think that this helps them in their Champions League final against Real it takes some pressure off. If they had not qualified, the only way they could have qualified was by winning the Champions League. So not that they don't want to win the Champions League, but they don't have to. It'd just be really great. So I think it takes some pressure off them. They can kind of just go out and play. But the thing, the I guess the emotion, the thing that I got caught up in the last week and a half was, uh, was the feeling of relegation or the threat of relegation in some of the teams. And I think it's a really interesting concept to think about for American sports fans. So I guess for uh, those who aren't familiar, maybe Marlo, maybe you're not familiar. Um, in uh, European soccer, the bottom so many teams go from the top, like let's say major league, to the next level. So in England, it's the English Premier League. They go down to the English Championship. Um, so the bottom three teams go from the English Premier League down to uh, the next level. Uh, and what does that mean? Well, they're I, I, essentially it's like it's going too, it's like going major leagues to the minor leagues, right? Pretty much. It's it's kind of like that, but it's a little bit different. It, financially, the incentive they essentially lose two hundred million pounds or two hundred seventy million dollars of revenue <laughs> dropping from that league to, to the lower league. Not only that, a lot of players have who are in the Premier League have contract or clauses in their contracts that allows them to get out of it if their team gets relegated because obviously for a player you want to be playing at the top league i was enthralled watching swansea city southampton which are two of the four worst teams in the league playing on like a tuesday afternoon for us and i'm watching the fans are just on both teams just 
biting their nails, you know, down to the bone, just living and dying on every shot because their team might go down the championship and they might not come back up for a long time. And these are two teams that have been in the league for a long time. And it's just interesting to think about how different American sports would be with this type of thing. I mean, you're, you know, we talked about kind of your joy of watching the White Sox uh, this year as they go through this rebuild process. And, you know, if you think about uh, the 76ers tanking uh, recently and, you know, the struggles that the Brewers had in, in the 90s, how different it would be. Like right now we just kind of check off, you know, the White Sox are 9-27 and 27, or 10-27. I check yeah, off. I'm done 10. watching the White Sox. I can emotionally divest from this team. But if you're a Swansea City supporter, you have to watch every game because every game still matters, even though your team sucks. <laughs> you're one of the <laughs> three worst teams in the league. You have to be emotionally invested throughout the whole thing. I mean, that would I just can't imagine that that emotional toll that it would take. You can't just check out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll so tell like you one Cleveland, thing. Cleveland, like the Cleveland Browns, they would be. It'd be fascinating every year. Well, they'd be yeah. relegated already, so never mind. Yeah, they'd be they'd be down, and they. <laughs> But it's weird. It's weird in football because it, you feel like teams are still trying, and you don't feel like there's the tanking that goes on in uh, yeah. NBA and, like, and M- MLB. Yeah, sure. But uh, so I was trying to think about this, like to um, put in American sports. And I don't think you could really do anything in the professional leagues because we have these franchises, and you'd never get those people to sign off on the possibility <laughs> no. of losing that. Hell no. Um, but in college, I think you could. Like, let's say. Yeah, you like set you it do up. like the Big Ten and MAC, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then you know like Illinois that. goes down, and whoever's good in the MAC, Central Michigan comes up. I don't know are they in the MAC. Yeah. Well, they were good. Ohio, yeah. Miami comes yeah. up, and then you rotate there. You have kind of like your, a partner promotion, and and I know I sure there's you know university requirements and things involved, whatever, whatever, blah, whatever. Blah, blah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, then the Pac-12 has you know the Mountain West and whatever the <laughs> ACC has the Big East. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shot to the Big East! <laughs> but I think it'd be. I think that's something that could feasibly happen in college sports. Like it, the structure is there to allow it to happen. But man, I just can't imagine have you know being a fan of a team and being like, I don't know what the future holds. We're going down a league. I don't know the next time we're going to see this top league again. That would be so depressing. <laughs> and I'm watching these games thinking of that, and these fans are just uh, suffering through it. I was there suffering with them, even though I had no real emotional <laughs> involvement. But I was just watching the, their reactions. It was crazy. So anyway, that was a long, drawn-out corner kick. Uh, season's over. Champions League final is a week from Saturday. Mark your calendars. I think it will be a really good, entertaining game. Um, and if it's not, it's Real Madrid's fault. So, because <laughs> Liverpool is going to try and score, that's what they do. Um, if there aren't goals, it's Real Madrid's fault for actually playing defense. Little slight transition. Uh, we have a ultimate naysayer on our hands. Ooh, in, in, this is a this is our inside the pod segment. Inside the pod segment. Inside. Ultimate ultimate naysayer. Inside baseball, inside the pod. Right. So Marvin Jones Jr., who is a receiver for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. He was having a good day. He was just giving props to his wife. 
uh, who looks like she just franchised a nothing but cakes uh, shop, which makes delicious cakes, by the way. If you want to be a sponsor of the pod, feel free. Um, yeah. So she was just congratulating his wife for, you know, opening her own shop, you know, in Detroit, in Troy. Just li- nice little tweet out there. So our boy, Darren Revel, Revel, ESPN, he decides to chime in. He retweets that tweet. Marvin Jones' nice tweet to his wife. And he says, the most important part about opening a franchise is to understand that the franchisor fees come off gross sales, not net sales. This franchisor for example, takes 9% of gross sales for marketing and royalty fees. Is the brand that valuable versus just opening a new cake shop? <laughs> Is that like Calls the ultimate? <laughs> questioning questioning <laughs> Marvin Jones and his wife's uh, business acumen. <laughs> wow. Marvin Jones is out here saying congratulations. And Darren's just like, meh, well, you could have <laughs> Yeah. Just open your own cake shop. Open your own cake shop. Yeah. So is that is that a pretty? So I guess the question is that is that a bigger naysayer than the ball? (laughs) That's that's the question. Uh, I had to click on on the picture to make sure it wasn't a of the Darren Ravel to make sure it wasn't just Duvall's picture as their uh, pen name. Man, that's that's brutal. And then if you go into the tweet. Marvin Jones Jr. himself responds, and a lot of other people respond. And this guy just continually digs in, digs yeah. his heels into the sand uh, at one point, claiming that he's read more franchise disclosure documents than any journalist on earth. Wow. Yeah. 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 He, he goes, he goes for a while. He keeps going back and forth, which usually media people don't go back and forth, especially with no other trolls. Uh, but Darren, this really struck a chord with him, and he had fun going. And at one point, he actually tweeted out um, like a picture of the actual like franchise agreements for nothing but cakes, and like how the fees all wave out compared. In another picture, compared to like the average bake shop and how much it costs to start up one of those. Oh my! Oh my gosh! <laughs> so he went all in. Good old Darren. <laughs> I guess he th- he felt strong about his uh, his point. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just the idea of questioning franchising. I mean, it seems to be a relatively <laughs> successful business. <laughs> uh, yeah, and nothing but Kings is delicious. I've never never been, but if they want to send some cakes and uh, sponsored pod, we are more than willing to accept such things. In more way. All right, all right, Casey. Do we have any? Uh, do you have any shout outs for this week? Uh, I don't think I have any this week. What do you got? I have a shout outs to all the UW grads graduating this past weekend. And did you know that included your boy Ron Dane graduated this weekend? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ron Dane he went back to school and graduated this weekend with everybody. So I wanted all to right. give him a nice little. Um, like graduation gift that reminded him of the time where he should have graduated. So I think I got, I got him a nice, an iPod. Oh. A nice little graduation gift for him. Oh, that so was he nice can put all his MP3s on it. Oh, okay. It's like a one from the early yeah. 2000s. Like yeah, like the first iPod. iPod like the first iPod. <laughs> nice. It's five gigs. Five gigs. Five gigs. 
Uh, yeah, so shout out to all the grads and Rondane. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's really what I got. Shout out to everyone that is, li- uh, shout out to everyone for listening and rating us and sharing us. We really appreciate it. Stay in touch via Twitter and Facebook. Casey, you got any last words for him? Yeah, I uh, echo the, the thanks and uh, encourage people to like, share, comment, retweet, Facebook, share, all those things. Uh, and last words, I, I hope that all our favorite team wins all the sports, except in the cases where your teams disagree with me. In that case, I wish my teams to win all the sports. 